You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Episode 7 of Aging Starts Now. I'm your host, Barbara McGinnis, and today we're talking about transitions in care. And joining us is Deborah King, LCSW, and Elder Care Coordinator with Tegas McGinnis. All right, Deborah, what does it mean to talk about managing transitions in care? What are we even talking about? I think we're talking about as we age and our disabilities and our health status changes that we recognize those changes and we implement the right care at the right time. Sometimes that just means adding more help in the home. Sometimes that means moving to a different environment and recognizing when is the right time and what is the next level. So a good visual image of this would be imagine a continuum, a line that you are starting with complete independence, not needing any care, and as you start developing infirmities or frailties, uh, disabilities, that you start adding care. Like you said, could be services in the home, but it could get to the point where it makes more sense to move out of the home and you transition to the next level, which is often a congregate independent living setting. I think of that as supportive care. Right. Typically what you see is the daughter is calling mom every morning on the way to work to make sure she got up and she's not on the floor and she's had her breakfast and she's taken her medicine. Um, and then on the way home, she's stopping by to bring dinner or help fix dinner and just do a nighttime check. As she begins to spend more and more time at mom's house or enlist the aid of her brothers and sisters where everybody's taking a shift or a weekend to make sure mom is okay, it should bring to mind that maybe there is something more we need to do. Maybe there's a different need, we, a different thing we need to do to make her safe. What I always look at, um, because everybody wants to stay in their own home until they can't. But they rarely define what they that means. They never know what the, they can't means. And so I do a balance between their health care, their health and their safety and well-being and their happiness. Right. Of course, they're going to be happier being in their own home, but do they continue to be healthy? Are they taking their medicines correctly? Are they eating properly, drinking properly? And their safety, are there fall risks? Yeah. Um, are they in a dangerous neighborhood? Would they get out in case of fire? Well, and some of the other things, it kind of depends on how social that person is by nature, right? If they're becoming more and more isolated in their home because they no longer drive or they're not strong enough to get out in um, interact at church or other groups and social activities and they become really isolated, that could be one of the factors of, of a need to move into a facility, right? And a lot of people don't recognize how important that socialization is, that they see someone besides family, that they get out and have those social interactions to keep their mind active and to keep 
um, in touch with what's going on in the world. Um, and our technology and homes are becoming so complicated. Just turning on the television can sometimes be a challenge. And if you're in this, this and I'm not talking about nursing necessarily, moving from your home straight into a nursing home, that's kind of dramatic. But independent living, assisted living, there's lots of socialization, there's group dining instead of eating by yourself. So some of that's transition of care. Right, right. But transition of care could also be, maybe you've had an acute event and you're leaving the hospital and you're transitioning from a hospital setting to where? You know, do, right. do you go back home? Do you go to rehab? Where do you go? Right, and a lot of times that's where some of those errors are made where they're not going, transitioning to the right level and it affects their overall health care. Maybe they're going to be readmitted because they didn't take their medicine properly or they weren't properly rehabbed and they're no longer able to function in their own home. Results in a fall or results in a problem that sends them back to the hospital and contributes to their overall health and well-being that, that now they're even sicker. They've had two hospitalizations in a month instead of just one. It's kind of a big deal making sure that when they leave the hospital, they're going to a place where there's good medical oversight. Even if that's back home, how do you get back to your physician? Well, and, and making sure the supports are there. Um, now the daughter might have to come more often or stay with mom for a period of time if she goes home. Um, physical therapy at home is only going to see you once or twice a week, where if you go to a rehab, you're going to get daily therapy, which we know with our elderly population, they decondition very quickly and they recondition very slowly. <laughs> so you want to make sure that they're getting what they need and that they can adequately function in their environment. As much as people don't want to do it, staying on top of these things is going to be more and more important. All right, transitions in care is also very, um, it's not error prone, but Mistake, that's where mistakes can happen because there's changes in treatment plan. Do they get communicated to the next set of providers, right? Right. And think about uh, how the length of stay in hospitals has decreased over time. You can be discharged from a surgery in two or three days if it's a big surgery and the same day if it's not a big surgery. Yeah. So so that re what used to be recovery time in the hospital and rehabilitation time is no longer there. Yes, it's taking place some, somewhere else and did that set of orders follow you correctly? Medications, you know, you're on some medications at home. Um, you know, one thing we talk about a lot about family members that have caregivers, um, that they, whether it's in a facility or at home, they worry about consistency of that caregiver to make sure that um, they know the person's wants and needs and wishes and abilities. We don't talk a lot about consistency of medical providers, doctors. And, and there's a tremendous lack of consistency there because when you're in the hospital, you have hospitalists treating you and specialists. And, well, and in the facilities, you often have a, a physician extender, a nurse practitioner, or physician's assistant treating you. And, um, and you might have different sets of them you know, right. as they rotate in or out. Right. Um, so your primary care physician is almost never going to be your doctor in the hospital. No, and at Not some in, point they even, they're gone because you're getting care in other places. Um, one thing that, that I had recently happened or experienced was 
a hospitalization of a loved one, specialists come in, they're seeing them, and then they they want to continue to see that person post-discharge. That sounds perfectly logical unless you know you're going back to a place like a long-term care facility where medical providers have been managing that. So it's almost a disruption of services instead of continuity of services. Right, we're going back and reevaluating those heart problems or those kidney problems that have been chronic and stable for years or that we've elected that we're not going to pursue active treatment. So mm -hmm. um, being an advocate for your loved one is real important to recognize that. Um, also looking at the importance of how are they going to get there as they decline and need more right. and more care. It's, it's, it's a hassle to take someone who's not very mobile from a facility to a doctor's office, sit in the waiting room. Or the more rural you live, the, uh, the harder it becomes. And, you know, nobody likes driving in Nashville, not even people that live in Nashville. Right. So, so that's a challenge as well, to manage these transitions in, in care well. You have to be your own advocate for knowing what fits in your treatment plan with your goals or your healthcare power of attorney, your agent has to be that advocate. It, that uh, the continuity of care, the consistency of care, that resides with you. It's, it's not with a provider anymore. Right, right. And it, it needs to be addressed and you need to think about it ahead of time as to what your goals and what your wishes are, what you're able to provide and what you're not able to provide. I hear doctors and facilities all the time saying they need 24-hour care, they should go to a nursing home. Well, that may not be the best fit and that may not be necessary. There's a lot of other levels of care where you can get that supervision, those care needs met that aren't a nursing home and families need to understand again the risk of health and safety versus happiness is where where am i going to be able to get that level of care in a the least restrictive environment maybe at a lesser cost but mm -hmm. also managing the quality of life for my loved one all right is there such a thing as transition care providers I wish. <laughs> it tends to fall back on the family member, the caregiver, or the individual themselves to check and double check that the medicines I'm giving are proper, the follow-up treatment I'm giving, being given is what I need and what I want. Um, and part of that is just education, to know what the health system can provide what's available to you before you need it in your community doesn't matter what exists in the theoretical continuum right. but what's available in your community what's available in your community what's local care is always local yep. who the providers are um, researching those there's a lot of senior programs senior directories out there that can give you some of that information sometime it it may just be stopping in that nursing home you drive by every day or going to that assisted living where Aunt Susie was to see what's going on so that you have an understanding of what those levels are. Sometimes it does mean hiring a case manager or a placement uh, coordinator to help you with those decisions. Okay. Is that any of the kind of stuff you do? That's exactly what I do is helping families manage those transitions over time um, when families come to us, often they're still at home and doing well. 
but they're worried about that long-term care and so educating them about what the transition process is helping them understand what their choices are and helping them manage those crises when those occur so that they do get what they need when they need it all right thanks deborah is there anything else you want to talk about today i think that's good all right well that's it for today's episode i'd like to thank deborah king for joining us and i'd like you to join us next time on aging starts now Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 